No matter where you are in your wellness journey, immune support is crucial. That's why you need quality immune support that you can trust. Nature's Way Sambucus is the elderberry brand that you can count on to provide quality, traditional immune support. We pick our elderberries at their peak to deliver an elderberry extract rather than a juicer or powder so you know you're getting the best of what nature has to offer. Find your way to well with quality immune support from Nature's Way Sambucus. This statement has not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This program is sponsored by Walter Anderson Nursery. If you have a green thumb or have always wanted one, then get ready for Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery, hosted by Ken Anderson, along with David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. Garden Talk aims to introduce new ideas, help solve problems, and keep you up to date on the latest developments in the nursery and landscaping industry. Call in now with your gardening questions, 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. Now, here are your Garden Talk hosts, Ken, David, Mark, and George. Good morning, San Diego. You're listening to Garden Talk here on The Answer San Diego, KCBQ and K-Praise, AM and FM. Morning, guys. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm good. Mark Mahady is on the assignment today, so it's just the three of us. Uh, It's been a little warm, at least out in Poway. Oh, it has been quite warm. I I wouldn't go with just a little warm. However, in San Diego, it was only the ninth warmest day October second day in San Diego downtown since eighteen something. So just the ninth, ninth warmest. So there were and eight you know, others. And, and and you know those and you know those thermometers back in the eighteen hundreds were very accurate. Very very accurate, uh, alongside the stuff that we have today. So it may be so. only the seventh warmest. Oh, I, who, I who don't knows? know. I, I'm still. I was listening to our intro. Mm-hmm. I was listening to the sprinklers, and then I was talking. It was listening. They were talking about people with green thumbs. And I would suggest you see your doctor or pharmacist if you, if you have, have a green, green thumb, thumb shouldn't yeah. you? I, I, w- I would probably have that have that looked at, yes. Yeah, okay. Just want to, just <laughs> sorry, throw that out there. <laughs> Good morning, everybody. And it was a nice warm day. However, the nights are cool. Which and you I, say now every week. Yes. Right? So and, and which means you can sleep is where you're going. You are able to sleep. I think I was just cut off at the pass, wasn't I? <laughs> Were you able to sleep? I was able to sleep. A couple windows open, doors. I slept well. Good for you. Like a little baby. Waking up every three hours wet and and needing something to eat? (laughs) Yeah, just like that. (laughs) Were you there? Well, okay. That's what a baby does, how, right? how was your sleep, George? (laughs) I slept well, thank you. Okay. Not like a baby. Maybe that's what I meant. Maybe like a big baby. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's funny. Uh, Some friends of mine that moved back to Florida. They live in Dunedin, which is out in the Tampa area. And uh, <laughs> it was on Wednesday. Uh, she posted that it, they were going to have to get their winter clothes out because it was down to, down. the high was 73. And it's, <laughs> so I went out to the parking lot and got in my car and took a picture of the thermometer and wrote back and said, well, you can always move back here. It's 107 <laughs> in, the, <laughs> in the parking lot in Poway on, on Wednesday. It's, it, it was it. It's been hot. It's taken it a really toll has. on a lot of potted plants. It's taken yeah. a toll on a lot of plants. Period. Right. Yeah. I we have a. I think it's some kind of a calicoy in a, in a pot on our driveway. And I noticed yesterday as I was, getting out of the car when I got home, it's actually sunburn, and it's been there for years and it's never done it, but it's. It's uh gotten a little sunburn. So that I wouldn't have that problem on my favorite avocado tree. Yesterday morning when I went to let the chickens out, I turned on the sprinkler underneath it, and then I was going to turn it off as I went out the driveway. Which you didn't. So I turned it off when I got home last night. <laughs> so I, so it's got a good, so you, good soaking. It, it, it you deep-watered it. I deep-watered it. I, I flushed the salts out of the root zone yesterday. In the middle of the day, I was thinking, I didn't turn off that sprinkler when I headed out the driveway. And then in my mind, I, I thought, oh, I turned it off before I went up to get into the car to leave. Eh, guess what? Neither was, yeah, yeah you were I correct, did. you did not. But the tree looked very happy when I got home. It thanked me, <laughs> it handed me an avocado, and said, don't eat it right away, wait, be patient, and uh, just waiting for the water bill. Just out of curiosity, what, what, what amount of water, I mean, is it, was it a sprinkler, a drip, a, a low flow, high flow, what were you You doing? know those funky 
hose end sprinklers with the wings that come out yeah. so you can just lay it on the ground. It was one of those okay. on a full circle. Okay. That's how I water that avocado tree. It's right. perfect for that. It casts a, a wide circle and it probably didn't need to be on for 12 hours, but um, <laughs> it's perfect for the job. And I needed a supplement, supplemental water midweek. <clears throat> was a, was a few years ago, we were at a, went down to Point Loma for our friend's birthday party at, at the Kona Kai and we were sitting around the pool and visiting with, with, with everybody and I was like, oh damn, I left, the, I left the water on in the pool. <laughs> so I had to drive from the Kona Kai all the way back to Scripps Ranch, get, a, get, get back to Scripps Ranch and the, the drain line that comes out of the curb it's like a two inch. It's like a two inch drain line. It's just solid water coming out of the coming out of the drain line. Run in the backyard, shut the water. The pool's overflowing all over the patio. Cool. Dro- drove all the way back down to the Kona Kai to get back to Melanie and Blake. That was so. before people would rat you out for water flowing out the. Curb. Yeah, yeah. It was. Be- it was. It. It was before we were in the serious drought that we were in. If you. It was just ago. a. Minor drought. Minor drought. It was the minor. It was it was the it was the minor drought. It was before before things got really bad. So, but you also de- did everything get deep watered as things flowed yeah, off the with, patio. With well, unfortunately, no, because it, it, no, it, 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 it did it didn't the way the way the pool deck is set up, all the water flows into drains. It doesn't flow off. It doesn't flow off the pool deck into any any planters or anything. Got so it. it all just went. It all just went into the uh, into the drain. Unfortunately, so. So you returned to the birthday party and life went on. Yes. But the the uh, drain pipe got a good cleaning. It got a good flushing. Oh yeah, yeah. So it made sure took the rats and everything else that were in the in the drain line out. So yeah, it was there was a, there was a bright side to it. If you'd like to give us a call today, eight 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 three four four one one seven zero is the number. We would love to talk to you. This morning when I went down to let the chickens out prematurely because it was a little bit dark and I had to get here, I went past the macadamia, and there was. I had to be a rat up there chewing on a macadamia, a weird noise. And then a little bit further down, there was something headed under the avocado tree. And I mean, there was critters running around all over the place. Do you want to borrow one of my trail cameras? I I have, I think I still have a trail camera, but there was something you said you have to do. It's very similar to some of the fertilizers that you have in your garage or some of the seeds. You you have to 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 employ it. it to actually have any kind of results. Sitting on the counter in the laundry room does not show me any animals in the yard. No. No. There was a cat that was right outside the chicken coop, I think waiting for one of the rats to come by. But I, the macadamia nut, going back to that, that's been one of my successful baits in the ratinator rat trap. Was But just put some of those macadamia nuts in the there. Whole, <clears throat> the whole nuts? Yeah, or? just throw those, that, those, some of them that had fallen on the ground. I just put them in the trap, and, and goodness, you can catch a lot of rats. It's funny you say that. I have a ratinator under the macadamia. But with no bait in it. No, it's been sitting there yeah. for about two years. Yeah, they, they tend to go in them more frequently. I, they, work, they work better when you put you bait to, in them. You have to bait the traps. Yeah. Once, a couple of years ago, I put some macadamia nuts in there. And I didn't catch any rats, and I've ignored it ever since. Is that not the way to do it? I would try it again. Okay. No, rat, ratinator, is that the electric one? No. no. Well, there is one called, an electric one called the ratinator, but this is the, the cage that they go, you can catch more than one in live. It's a squirrelinator rat trap. Right. Oh, Okay. But in Cali- it, it, so it's if for those that it's a humane way of catching them. Because, yes, but you can't let them loose anywhere. Well, it's illegal. It's illegal to let rats loose. It's illegal to catch rodents and and set them free somewhere else. You know, a, a friend of mine, his mom had a raccoon problem, so he got to have a heart. This was up in Leona Valley, so he got to have a heart trap and and <laughs> trap the ra- trap the raccoon. And then he called um, animal control and he said, you know, I've, I've, I've live trapped a raccoon and I want to, I want to relocate it somewhere. Where, where do you suggest that I take it? And then they said, oh, we don't, you, you don't do that. And he's like, what do you, he's like, well, what am I supposed to do? And he, they said, you, well, you take a trash can and you fill it up with water and you drown it. And he said, why would I do that? And they said, well, Raccoons are territorial, so if you take the raccoon and you relocate it to a different area and there's another raccoon there, 
they might get in a fight and one of them might get injured. And he said, but you want me to kill this one? <laughs> he said, that, that doesn't make any sense. So he ended up, he ended up, uh, relocating it somewhere else. But it, I just, I just thought that was crazy. Do you need a fishing license to be able to catch raccoons? Did you find that in I, your I, search? I wasn't looking for the raccoons. You, we, you and I were talking about lizards and such, and I didn't know that in order to take lizards in California, you actually have to have a fishing license. Like yeah, if it's you amazing. want to catch it to put it in your kid's tank in a, in a terrarium, I, you have to have a license. I caught a cold lizard two days ago, and I do not have a current fishing license. So you set him free immediately. You I did set him, him okay. free immediately. Is that the rule? That's the rule. I can I can catch him, but I can't take him. Well, I am not with this Department of Wildlife in California, so I don't know the exact rule. But I did read that you can't keep them without a license. Okay. <laughs> yeah. There's there. I. I didn't even know how I got it, but one time when I got a fishing license, I ended up with the the booklet that goes with the fishing license. And it's amazing how much stuff you can capture in California besides fish with a fishing license. Yeah, well, lizards and snakes are one L- of them. Lizards and lizards. Yeah, they're on yeah. the list as well. Yeah, there there there's an amazing amount of stuff that that you can that having a fishing license gives you the right to. Do you know or, what I, I, would, I shouldn't say right? The how, privilege, I guess, of a. I would Capturing. I would look at that and say, "Are you f- kidding me? I have to have a fishing license to catch a lizard and put it in the yeah." Anyway, it, that's a different story for a different time. Correct? Yeah, you know what? I need to get a copy of that that book again. That might be interesting to take a look at. I, I did read somewhere though to to hike in Hollenbeck Canyon, you can have a California pass or a fishing license. If I have a fishing license, then I can hike. Uh, legally in Hollenbeck Canyon, but you can't. County. But you can't go in Hollenbeck Canyon without that, without a license or with the park pass or how, something. Pass. And how are you supposed to know that? Well, there's a sign when you get to the trailhead that says you must have this to to hike here. That I've never heard that before. I have yeah. the I have a picture of it somewhere on my phone. But that's interesting. My neighbor likes to take her horses out there and go. Well, is it a, is it a state park or no? Uh, it must be a. Well, I guess it must be a state open space. Huh. That's, I haven't thought that much into it. I, just I haven't thought, either. <clears throat> well, now I'm going to have to think about it. To, <laughs> you, you, you go to your notepad and I'll think about it. If you want to give us a call, 888-344-1170 is the number. Uh, Dora at our uh, Poway store has started some interesting little succulent planters. Did you see those? The I did. The did you contribute to the container device? I was not a part. If we did them in wine bottles, I might be able to participate. Maybe we should do that next. Oh, there you go. You can you can start it with wine bottles. But she she uh, cuts the top off of cuts the top off of craft beer craft beer cans and plants little succulents in them. And they're in a they're in a little bucket with some big blobs of glass that look like ice and. They're they're pretty cute. I wonder if that would heal the hurt. If oh, you boy. had the those beer can containers in your front yard. Oh, I I don't know. That's that that's in your neighborhood. I will reflect. <laughs> I will reflect this week. You'll, t- you'll think about that. Yes. One. So if you're in the if you're in the Poway store, uh, check them out in the cactus and succulent section. Melanie actually posted it on the. Uh, we had some sculpin cans and she posted it on the uh ballast point page and okay. um it's on some, our facebook page as well yeah and some people actually uh picked up on it so hollenbeck canyon is a wildlife area from the california department of fish and wildlife that provides a wildlife corridor between otai mountain and the hamul mountains well that would explain why the uh, fishing license gets you in then yeah interesting i was not aware of that i still have no idea where it is but you go out to the Hamul Casino, yeah, and then drive about five minutes further out. It's just past Daly Ranch, at uh, I think it's Honey Springs. The trailhead is at Honey Springs oh. in Campo, and it's beautiful back there uh, in the spring. There's a stream that runs through it, and it was green and flowery, and it's it's a beautiful area. I'll have to go check that out one of these days. Not this weekend. No, still not little, yet. Still yeah. a little no, warm. it's not spring yet. A little warm out there. We're going to be talking about uh, we're going to be talking about onions. We're going to be talking about garlic um, and some other and ornamental bulbs. We're going to take a break, 
And we will be back with more Garden Talk here on The Answer San Diego and K-Praise AM and FM. your gardening questions answered by calling 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. There is more Garden Talk on the way. Welcome back to Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. Got a gardening question? Call 888-344-1170. 888-344-1170. Now, here's your hosts, Ken Anderson, David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. When I got to the garden party, they all knew my name. No one recognized me. I didn't look the same, but it's all right now. And we're back with more garden talk here on The Answer San Diego, KCBQ, and KPraise, AM and FM. If you want to give us a call, 888-344-1170 is the number. We would love to talk to you. Uh Mark Mahady is not with us today. It's just me. He's David just and not here. He's, well, yeah. Okay. He's just he's not here. He's okay. doing he's doing something more productive, I'm sure. Sleeping like a baby. <laughs> <laughs> Could be. Could be. Uh, oh, well, one thing that we that I wanted to mention that we have in Poway right now that look really nice. We have some Brigmancias or Daturas that are beautiful. They enjoy the weather. Angels trumpet. They 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 like the heat and they they like water too. They that's the only downside to them is that they they do they do like water. I should have but, put one under my avocado tree yesterday. Oh, it would, <laughs> it have, would have been, been very been very driving. happy. I'm sure. <laughs> Singing um, in the rain. We have a we have one of the yellow ones um, planted outside in the backyard uh, beneath our bedroom window, and then in spring and summer when it's blooming, the the fragrance on them is just it's intoxicating. Do you have a Champaka or Champaka Alba in your backyard? No, I oh. killed it. Oh, we just got <laughs> so, in some so the answer new was, ones. Yes, you had one. <laughs> I did. I did have one. Okay. Yes, but I, 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 I killed it a long time ago. Okay. Yeah. It, it, the, the, uh, the soil in our neighborhood is just, it's horrible. It, it, it doesn't drain well enough for them. Although there is one planted in, uh, planted in a front yard just up the street from us that it's actually a pretty good size. I'm thinking about getting one. We just got in some nice five gallons from Monrovia this week. And I've always thought about having it in the backyard. So the fragrance comes down at night, you know, through those open doors and windows when the mm. nights are cool enough to sleep. And I, well, I did it once about 15 years ago. And guess what I did? You, you croaked it? I croaked it too. Yeah. But wow. Yeah, the fragrance on those is, it, it, it's incredible. They're, they're really. So you put that really in a night nice. blooming jasmine. And you'll have- I do have a night blooming jasmine in the in the yard right now. It's I haven't killed it, um, but it's it's not it's not growing very much. I don't know if I don't I'm I'm not giving it enough water or what. There, I, I Maybe out- you should call the radio show. They have some guys that could you know help you figure out or why. Stop by our, oh, stop or- by our Poway <laughs> store next week and talk yeah, to I one can, of the guys I'll, there. I'll, I'll stop by the Poway. When store you say night blooming jasmine, it brings me to a a recollection of. Somebody getting up yeah. and hacking one and getting rid of it because the fragrance was so strong through a window. Didn't your grandfather? No, my dad. Didn't your my father dad. do that? Yeah, he had, one that plan- he had one planted outside our bedroom window when we lived on Galveston Street in Bay Park. And one summer he got, it was it was so strong, he got up and yanked it out of the ground and, and threw it in the alley. You know, if only he had waited. <laughs> he can't smell now, so yeah, it wouldn't it, have been a problem. Wouldn't wouldn't be an issue today. It would have been but. fine. I, I love that. We were, we were out in the front of the yard a couple of nights ago, and, and it, it was in bloom. And not, not a lot of flowers right now, but enough that you can you can catch it. And it's gorgeous. You know what my gardening was this week that I did, other than overwatering an avocado? I went and weeded my leftover summer vegetable garden and filled up a whole recycling bin with stuff that should have never been in that vegetable garden to, to start prepping for, yep, for the winter for the winter. I, we've done the same. However, it's been so hot. I've been a little hesitant to start putting the winter crops in. Yeah. My, my gardening this week amounted to me walking out and looking at the 
pot that we have parsley growing in <laughs> that has been ravaged by caterpillars and well, that's good. It's probably the it's a swallowtail. Oh, they're swallowtail. Oh, yeah, yeah. they're definitely they're definitely they were definitely swallowtail caterpillars. But I went out and looked at it. Good, that, good that job. Was, that was. I, I don't want you to think of it being ravaged by them. You have provided sustenance for and now you're going to caterpillar exactly, family. and you're going to have some beauty. If you remember what we said, if you want butterflies, you have to put up with caterpillars. That is true. Yeah, you you, you can't have one without the other. You can't have one without. I think we touched on it a little bit last week. Uh, we were talking about onions. We did. Oh, and then and Wednesday Wisdom this week was... was about all about was, onions. Was all Far about more than onions. you want to know, but a, a lot of good information. More than you yeah. needed to know. Uh, well, but Wait a minute. Is it more than I need to know, or is it good information? There's a lot of good information, but and probably more information than you need to just have a couple onions in your garden. So where do I have to go to see that? What what efforts, what steps do I have to take? Because I didn't see that. Oh, that would be the the uh, Garden Talk page on Facebook. Oh, I guess Wednesday I... Wednesday The Garden Talk radio page on Facebook. I wonder if I'm not... I must not you be might, a fan on there because I don't you, get it. You, yeah. you haven't liked us. <laughs> uh, well, and there might, it says a lot, actually. Yes, it does. <laughs> and I, I'm sorry. Uh, but we do... Uh, this is the season for onion sets, which are a little different now because we sell them in packages and we used to buy them in what were they 25 pound bags san diego in, still has them in the bags in the bags um our people like to just pick up the bag rather pick, than pick up the, the little package yeah, yeah rather than scoop them yes um but we have i know we have brown and white onions i didn't we don't have red onions yeah do we? we did have some did reds we? yeah okay so red carmen i believe was the variety that we had and then we also have we should have six packs in, of we onions as well from we do. seed and how long does it take for if you if you plant a six pack? How long? When can you expect to harvest? Well, if you're going to harvest them as bulbs, well, what what did Wednesday? I would say next spring, spring into yeah, summer. Into summer, yeah, yeah spring into summer. When the days start getting longer, that's when they start bulbing. Right. So, so, uh, so the, are those those are the long day onions? Then? Short day. Short, short day for here. Short right. day, because we're in the southern states. So well, California's the, long, so we're in the southern part of the of, of a western state. Our, our it never made sense to me. It never made sense to me. Short day. We're in short day onion territory. You want to go to a long day? Go north, where the days last longer. You have more daylight. You have more daylight. Well, in the summer. Yes. Well, in the well, summer. Well, that's yeah. when they're bulbing. You're planting them now. Get them established. Get in them growing so that when the days start, uh, the day length increases. That's when they start bulbing. That's next year. But the long day onions need longer hours of daylight. They want to be up in... Seattle or Alaska. So like but, Walla Walla, which is a famous onion, is a long oh, day yeah. onion and it doesn't grow well down here. It'll they grow, as we've said before, the, the onions grow. You just don't do not get the size bulb that you are you know, hoping for. They're much, much smaller. I was at, at a homestead in Alaska in the Yukon territories with the most spectacular garden. All of the things that we grow in the winter are the most gorgeous, incredible uh, vegetables up there in the summer. It's just spectacular how well they do with the less intense, longer days, uh, the less intense sunlight, but longer days. That's interesting. I never would have thought about I, that. I didn't think about it until I was looking at it. We're going to go to the phones. We're going to go up north to Placerville where Joanne is. Good morning, Joanne. How are you? I'm good. I've, I've uh, gotten in the habit of listening to you on Saturdays. Well, thank um, you. <laughs> I did what um, was recommended last time I called because I have moved and I went to a nursery that you recommended. And um, I just wondered, is there any difference in how you take care of uh, rose trees compared to rose bushes? And um, do the rose trees have as many buds as rose bushes and so on? Yeah, for the most part, they, the the care is gonna be, the care is gonna be the same. The only thing that I would watch out for is uh, make sure that you don't get any sucker growth coming up from the root system. If you want to you know you want to trim that off. Uh, you want to you want to give them some support. You know, may have a stake or something to to keep them from leaning. But as far as the top of the as far as the top of the rose tree is concerned, I would the the care and pruning of that is going to be basically the same as um, as a, as a bush rose. Hmm. Just on a on okay. a stock, a bush yeah. rose on a stock. Okay, I just wondered. And do you recommend a certain kind of um, rose food? 
typically what we recommend is grow power i don't know if it's available that far uh, that far north uh, but any any good um any good rose food should be fine. Uh, just see what see what your local nursery has and what they recommend. But a, a good, just oh. a good rose food would be fine. Okay. Thank you so okay. much. Thank you. Okay. Thanks for the call. Thanks for gr- listening. Right, yeah. Have a great weekend. Um, I like to say grow powers or organics. Yeah. yeah. And a grow power isn't organic, but it technically treats yeah. your soil. It it's takes kind of a care hybrid. of your soil like an organic. It's beneficial to the soil. So. Yeah. Very beneficial. And so, you know, you say that, when, and we, if someone walks into our stores, we have a, a wide variety of Grow Power products. So when you say Grow Power, are we talking the, the general Grow Power? Or the, there is one that's rose food. And David, I know that when you Are teach, you trying to educate people? What I, are you trying to do I am. Do I don't here? want them to come in and grab a thing of citrus and avocado food for their roses. Why but not? It would work. It would work. Well, it's a little pricier. So it would, make it, but know, it would work well, would it It would not? work well, yes. But now when, when you teach the rose classes, which we haven't had in a while, but when you do, you have in the past recommended the... Grow Power vegetable food or I the have. roses, and I and I use it on mine, and it, and they work. It works really well. It it messes with a lot of people's heads it, when they it, see exactly. that exactly. But think about it, and the the rose and the hips are the fruit. They are of the rose bush, and and, and the entire vegetable. My summer vegetable garden was planted. Our vegetable garden was planted with Doctor Earth rose food. That's what I planted the vegetables with. No. And it didn't say vegetable on it anywhere. I hope you didn't show the No, I didn't show the plants. The no, okay. I did not. Like, no. that, that would freak them and, out. And they were very successful. The plants I, did very well. I think it was Mr. Bandini to this day who got everybody thinking they need a different bag for each of their plants. And we ruined it by, I mean, we could sell three or four or five bags of fertilizer to each person that came in. One for their camellias, one for their roses, one for their vegetables, one for their fruit trees. Right. That's only four. Like, well, if I said lawn four food. or five, yeah. lawn food. And the reality is most plants don't read the labels. Well, Some some do. Right? Yeah, or... and, mo- and the reality is most people <laughs> yeah. don't either. But, um, well, some, but yeah. And, you know, the, the, the most effective fertilizer is the one you use. <laughs> the so. one that you take out of the garage. <laughs> yeah. And apply as, in, but, you as know, in according to the directions. But, you know, you, we're, we're talking about grow power and roses. We just, we, when we're feeding the roses, it's just regular, regular grow, grow power. Just a regular right. it's grow a five, power. It's a 5 one right? Yeah. See, I'm torn with the veggie food in the Grow Power Plus or Grow Power Regular because what makes Grow Power better, in my opinion, is the humic acid. Mm-hmm. And the fertilizer, the Grow Power fertilizer with the most humic acid is just the regular or the plus. It has right, 15%. 15% right. And the rose food is 12 or it's a little bit it, less. It is less, yeah. Um, so I, I think the benefits of the extra humic acid probably make up for any shortcomings in the nutrient density. And then if you really want to go crazy, you get the Grow Power Soil Conditioner, which is 75% humus, 20% humic acid, and no, 25%, no, 75% humic, humus, 20% humic acid, and 5% Norwegian, Norwegian sea kelp. kelp right? Not, not our domestic sea kelp, but imported sea kelp with special imported sea kelp enzymes and all the minerals that that the kelp absorbs out of the ocean it's wonderful it's a wonderful catalyst for your soil especially right now while the soil's so warm it works well yeah yeah it's good it it's it's good stuff you're listening to garden talk here on the answer san diego and k praise if you want to give us a call 888-344-1170 is the number we're going to take a break and we'll be back with more right after this your gardening questions answered by calling 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. There is more Garden Talk on the way. Welcome back to Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. Got a gardening question? Call 888-344-1170. 888-344-1170. Now, here's your hosts, Ken Anderson, David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. Garden party, they all knew my name. No one recognized me. I didn't 
And we're back with more Garden Talk. I'm Ken Anderson along with David Ross and George Allman. Um, we were talking about onions before we left. And you know, one thing that that came up a few years ago and then immediately disappeared again was ramps. Isn't that, I think that's what, isn't that what they are? Yes. Yeah, which is, which is basically a wild onion. And I think there was, was it, was it a food network or something that they? It was a big deal. The best chefs, I think, want their ramps for their mild onion flavor. <laughs> yeah. And it grows wild on the forest floors back east. Yeah. Not so much in the chaparrales of San Diego. Well, probably would have been happy under my avocado tree yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> for but a moment in time, though. That's just a snapshot. It's a moment we, in we time. We brought in ramps. I remember bringing them in a few years ago. Yeah. Well, probably a decade ago at this point. God, it might be. It might be. But we... Somebody, somebody found the book about him. I, was it? I think that came up from the other store in transfer. Oh, really? I think it, yeah, it had your mom's writing on it. Oh, yeah. It was, but yeah, that was a, an interesting plant that became wildly unpopular. Fortunately, quickly, yeah. fortunately, the bulbs we got in that we didn't sell were relatively inexpensive. So it all, we're still here. We're going to go to the phones. We're going to go uh, talk to Robert in Rancho Bernardo. Good morning, Robert. How are you? Morning, gentlemen. Nice to hear you again. Thank you. It's nice to be here. What can we do for you? A couple of questions. I have some green carpet natal plum that's growing beautifully. Put it in about a year ago uh, when I re-landscaped my front, uh, uh, the front yard area. And it's growing up uh, about 18 inches. Now. I'm wondering how low can I cut that to give it a nice low dark green look to it? The back of my property is bordered by green carpet carissas, and and it is now about an 8 to 10 foot wall of giant thorny carissas with just a little skirt of the actual green carpet below it. It kind of reverted and shot Uh. up some sprouts. So any of those tall ones, you can go ahead and chop out. Do you have a lower growing skirt of, of leaves under it? I do. Yeah, just cut out anything. Usually the more upright, sturdier portions have bigger thorns, bigger leaves, and thicker stalks that just grow up. And if you let them go, you could have a solid wall if you want it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, how low could I cut that? I want to keep it as low as possible. You can chop it down to the ground. If you leave any of those. It won't, won't damage it. Okay. All right, another, uh, another question then. I have a couple of tomato plants that I've grown in c- containers, and they've been uh, producing very nicely. It's the end of the year now. Uh, do I just yank them out, or if I cut them back, will they come back? Well, it depends. I, there's a pause here because I like to keep, if, as long as you have the microclimate that keeps them going, I like to, to, to keep them going out of a, a pride uh, reason, and, and, I, and I've had success over the years. Others, uh-huh. like Farmer Roy, who, uh, who comes in and teaches some of our classes, will tell you to rip them out and get rid of them. Uh, oh. They are more susceptible to spider mites in the winter months. What, what will I say? You just leave them till they die. You, have, you don't know. <laughs> well, there is that, but I always said I'm not going to overwinter them anymore because they are such a magnet for spider mites. Right. All right. Okay. Yeah. That answers my question. Thank you so much. Okay. Thanks. Thanks for the call, Robert. And, Have a great weekend. And then I let them overwinter yeah. and attract spider mites. Yeah, but I, I say I'm never going to do it again. I, I, well, I think I, it I, also I, depends on whether it's an indeterminate or a it depends determinate. on the variety. It depends on your. Well, one other plant. question for you. I have sure. some little John plants also that I put in, um, and they're they're going to get up to about what two or three feet when they're um, at maximum growth, or will they get taller? They can get a little bit taller than that. I think the the specs on them are three to five feet. And three to five feet. I thought it was okay. yeah. two to three tall and five wide. Well, the ones it? the ones that we have in the parking lot in Poway, I don't, I can't remember when we put them in, but they're, I don't even think they're three feet. They're, I think they're so maybe a little over two. I and think they're about in, two to three feet. That's and, what and, I think. And, and, and they've been, and they've been there for, right. they've been there for years. Okay. You know, I planted them about two feet apart, and they're really crowding themselves out. Will that be a problem in time? No, I don't think so. I think they'll okay. be fine. They'll, they'll grow into each other, but I don't, I don't think it's going to be an issue. Well, the bees certainly love them. That's for sure. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. <laughs> All right, gentlemen. Thank you so much. Anytime. Thank you. Yeah, All right. Robert Bye. mentioned the uh, Carissa, the, the, the natal plum, and I love that plant. I know you you have the big one. I have a massive one, the Fancy, um, and hummingbirds seem to come to it every evening. They they come to get to the flowers, which and it's not a trumpet-shaped flowers, but they seem to come. 
that is a plant that will take care of itself. It does. And it's very, very simple to grow. It, you know, it takes care of itself and it's fragrant. It is incredibly fragrant when it's in full bloom. And, and they're it, an excellent deterrent from people to, for, uh, to keep people from crawling through your windows. If you plant, if them you put them near the house and also the, the, the lower growing varieties, like he had, um, if you put them in the front of your house, they can help keep uh, people from walking their dogs on your front lawn area. That would help a lot. Right. Yeah. Although, you know, it, Ever since... Uh, there, that's for sure. All right, thanks again. Bye-bye. Okay, take care. Um, my favorite, Carissa, which we can't get anymore ever since um, Hawthorne stopped. Oh, that giant... Great. Tomentosa. Yeah. It has that, has that velvety gray foliage to it. Uh, and the nastiest thorn ever. Na- oh, hor- horrible thorns on it. Um, but the fragrance on the flowers is Beautiful unbelievable. Plant. It still bothers me just a little bit that I don't like and I don't get into Carissa fruit. I'm such a fruit hound. My, my youngest son loves that. But I just, I don't care. Like I have, I've got, I don't know, 60, 80 feet of, of Carissa that just gets, tra- well, it gets eaten by the rats. Right. When I trim it once in every year when I have to go and chop it and it takes over this whole area and then it gets so tall that it, folds over on itself. Yeah. I think a lot of people, you say, Carissa, it's a natal plum, and they, they know it from parking lots. Yeah, a lot of stores and commercial buildings put yeah. in parking lots to, to, to sway people. It's a beautiful people. little plant. Dark green leaves, beautiful fragrant cross uh, white <clears throat> flowers. It's from South Africa. I think it's called a num-num in South Africa. And it's got a lot of latex in it. <laughs> we're going go, to go to Tierra Santa. Over. I know. I believe you. I'm not, I'm not. <laughs> we're going to go to Tierra Santa where Linda is waiting. Good morning, Linda. How are you? Good morning. I'm so glad to have you guys back on the radio again. Well, thank you. It's nice uh, to be here. I have a ice plant, you know, the ones that are orange and yellow, and I use it for a border on my flower garden in the front. And I've had it in there a couple of years, but now it's getting kind of leggy. Can I just cut that back and will it come back, or should I pull it out and replant when the uh, ice plant comes back in? From go, your store. Yeah. Go ahead, have at it. Cut it back. Just cut yeah. it back. Oh, cut it back? Cut, cut yeah. it back oh. and feed it. Cut it back and feed it. Cut it back and throw a bunch of grow power on it, and you should be in good shape. Oh, okay, good. I'm glad I didn't pull it out then. Yeah, no, okay, it, it, well, it, it, it should be fine. Yeah, okay, thank you so much. Okay, thanks, Linda. Thanks for Wh- calling. Which grow power should she use on it? I would just use the regular. <laughs> okay. Yes. I was thinking the same question, David. Regular, regular grow power. Huh? Yeah, regular grow power. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Bye. Take care. What? <laughs> just uh, sometimes I think think funny things that should just stay in my head. Yeah. Usually. <laughs> okay. How often do they stay in your head? No, no not, not enough. often enough. We're going to head up north to uh, Escondido where Dennis is waiting. Good morning, Dennis. How are you? Good morning. I have a silly little saying that I say every now and then and Oh, there you is. I wondered where you was. Good to have you guys back. Thanks Thank for finding you. us. Thank you. It's nice to be here. Okay. What can um, we do for you? One comment and then a question. Sure. Uh, my my son who lives in Vista said, Dad, where, do I, where can I find some garden ornamentals? And so I said, hey, that's easy. Go to Poway. And so he took my two-and-a-half-year-old grandson down there, and they just had a ball Saturday, uh, last Sunday. Uh, my little grandson was so enthused with your train. They just stood there and watched it go round and round and round. That's really a neat, neat thing. Oh, thank you. That, uh, that, that's nice. That's, that's, that's what we put it in for. So it's nice to hear that people are enjoying it. My question is I have, uh, about 16,000 square foot of, uh, Algerian Ivy and I've had it for oh, 30 years, but I'm having some problems with it now. Um, in certain spots, it's uh, dying back, and I'm giving it plenty of water, and maybe in some cases too much water. Um, but uh, I just can't seem to figure out why it's dying back in certain spots. In other spots, it's flourishing. I would guess that that has something to do with the amount of sunlight it gets in those areas. Um, if you look at shade patterns and where the sun comes through on the Algerian ivy, my guess is those areas are getting more sun. And might, even though you think you're giving it a ton of water, those areas might need more. And even if they're mm-hmm. getting adequate water, 
um, sometimes on that big leaf of the Algerian ivy, it's just too much sun in Escondido in the summer. But I would look at the shade patterns, and if it is not sun, then I'd look at rodents being in there and uh, chewing on some stems. I was thinking rats immediately when he said he had a big stand of it. Two years ago, I had a real gopher infestation in one area, and boy, it just wiped it out. But uh, um, that took it out completely. But uh, this just seems to be a spot here and a spot there, and it's all out in the sun, but it's kind of driving me crazy. I I would take a look in the I would take a look at those spots. Um, get in there and look at the stems and see if there's evidence of uh, rodent damage because they will go in and they will they will chew the bark off of off of stems and once the bark is gone then that that section will that section will die out. Uh, most where the plant that I can think of that you see it most regularly uh, rodent damage is um, pittosporums. It happens a lot on pittosporum. Well, you have a you'll have just a beautiful round mound of of a shrub and then a little section of it will die out and you go in and you, and you, you look at those branches and there's no bark on them. They, the rats will get in there and they'll, they'll chew that bark off. And once the bark is gone, that that's it. They, they, they can't make, they can't maintain it at that point. Well, I'll have to get my CSI magnet out and take a look <laughs> and see what's going on. Yeah. Hey, you, and you. You, you can, you can always, you, and, and feel free to bring, you know, Cut a sample of it out and bring it down to the store, and we'll take a look at it and see if we can find something else that might be going on with it. They are susceptible to to scale insects, a lot of scale insects mm-hmm. and spider mites, so something to consider as well. Spray those areas too. Well, okay. t- take a look and see if you need to. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, welcome back, guys. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you, Dennis. Much. We really appreciate it. Thanks for listening. Bye bye. Okay. Take care. If you want to give us a call, 888-344-1170 is the number you're listening to Garden Talk here on The Answer San Diego and K-Praise. We're going to take a break, and we're going to be back with more right after this. your gardening questions answered by calling 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. There is more Garden Talk on the way. Welcome back to Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. Got a gardening question? Call 888-344-1170. 888-344-1170. Now, here's your hosts, Ken Anderson, David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. When I got to the garden party, they all knew my name. No one recognized me. I didn't look the same. But it's all right And we're back with more Garden Talk here on The Answer San Diego, KCBQ, and K-Praise, AM and FM. Uh, you know what else is in season right now besides uh, besides onion sets? What else? Do tell. Garlic. No. More garlic than you ever even knew existed. I think we have, I counted yesterday when I was down there, we have 12 different varieties of garlic in stock right now. Did you take your shoes off to get to that number? Or were you able I to did. do it? I did. Okay. Yeah. Just checking. Took one shoe off, but yeah, I was, I was surprised. And there's all, there's all kinds of garlic. There's, there's red and purple and just the regular white and the elephant garlic. And it's, I, it's amazing how many, how many varieties we have in stock right now. I, w- I was, I was somewhat taken aback myself when I was down there looking at them. It was exciting. People were, it's exciting. We got garlic, but people have been waiting for it. It's a little later this year than, than in previous years, but it's nice to have the cloves were gorgeous and they're starting to open up. I mean, you can take one of those heads of garlic and probably get 10 or 15 individual say, plants right. out of them. Yeah. Which each and each of those plants will produce a clump of It'll ten or create a new, ten or yeah. ten or fifteen a whole new ten or fifteen right. cloves. So and I, you know, to me, garlic is garlic. I know elephant garlic is is milder than regular garlic, but the variations between the other ones that we have, I really don't know that much. There's about. There's a full description of each of the varieties. Well, a pretty decent 
in-depth description of each of the different varieties and what their subtle differences are. And I noticed that in Chilium Red happens to produce extra large cloves or very large cloves and its flavors become enhanced as they store. The longer it sits, it enhances the flavors. So that's why I leave things just laying around. But you want to use them before they actually rot from just sitting around. <laughs> George, George. And the only reason I know that is George was looking for, he wants big cloves or big heads of garlic because they don't want to spend all their time peeling. So the bigger the heads, the less, the, less, the more the garlic le- the, you get per peeling. Well, that, which makes that, sense. That, 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 that does make. And he didn't want just elephant sense. garlic. So he, he, he sent me an order for pounds of garlic. He texted me an order for pounds of garlic last evening. I'm going to take care of it this morning when I get in. The garlic's broken into two categories, right? The hard neck and the soft neck. Yeah, that's like dumb head and yes, kind of, <laughs> kind of hard. Yes, and I, I think the the soft necks are better for our area, but they're not as good for braiding. But the, the and the soft necks store better though. There you go. So if you want to keep them for a longer period of time, you grow the soft necks, and if you are just going to use them immediately, the hard the hard necks work better. <laughs> what? Nothing. I, no. <laughs> I'm I'm still getting used to the studio arrangement here. It's a little. It's a little. Well, while you're getting used to it, I'll sing "Hard Headed Woman" <laughs> from Hard Neck Garlic. <laughs> we're gonna. Why don't we take actually, a call let's, let's go to El Cajon <laughs> okay. instead. We're gonna go talk to Kathy out in El Cajon. Good morning, Kathy. How are you? Hi, Kat. Uh, my name is Kathy, and I'm calling about a lemon scented geranium. We found it in a discarded gallon can it was barely had any life in it but by watering it it has come back fully it's a very nice plant but i don't know how to propagate it i've tried uh sticking cuttings in the ground in potting soil and they just die i've got a little one now that i've had in water since september 6th and nothing's happening to that it's still green, but no roots are showing. Then I read that if you dip uh, cutting in honey and then put it in the soil, but I haven't done that yet. I've so far just purchased the honey. Can you help me? I'd put the honey in the tea and get some rooting hormone to, to dip them in. And then you like to do your cuttings in perlite, right, Ken? That's, like what, I've, that's what I've usually used, yeah, the fine perlite. I think that would be perfect for this, wouldn't it? I would think so. Yeah. So, but yeah, you, you use the, the the and the. There's a couple of different rooting hormones. There's, I think, there's three different rooting hormones that we have. One of them's a gel. One of them's a liquid that you dilute, and then uh-huh. one of them, one of them's a powder. And I've tried all three of them, and I've had the best luck with just the regular root. Tone regular powder. root tone. The powder. Yeah. yeah, I've had great successes. Yeah. Well. Uh, the 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 liquid the actual liquid uh, rooting hormone I think worked you could have it's probably better for hardwood cuttings uh for but for softer for softer plants like like the geranium i think the i think but the root tone would be fine which is more like a bush yeah but it's it's still it's it's not a, it's not a hard it's not a hardwood plant uh i've oh. been talking about hardwood i would say what what am i trying to think of the well, a raffiolepis, something that's going to be harder to snip. Yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. All right. So you think just get that rooting stuff? Yeah, the root. Yeah, the root, rooting. Hormone. Yeah, I think I think I think that would help. And I and like and like David said, I would try I would try rooting it in uh, fine perlite uh, or sponge rock, and you basically really? yeah. So you, you you dip it into the rooting hormone. Put it into the sponge rock, water it, and then just let it get a little bit on the dry side. The sponge rock will hold enough moisture that it's it that it will it will allow it to root into it, but it's not going to stay so wet that it will that it will rot it off. About okay. about how often do you water perlite to keep it moist? Is it once a week, or I mean, I know well, it's I I usually I try to root stuff in the little mini greenhouses. So I when. I have I haven't been growing anything recently, but when we when I was growing them, I think I was watering them maybe once or twice a week. So you're and, closing it up right, in that and, situation. It's a closed system. Yeah. If you're doing the cuttings just in the um, open air, open air, in an open what, air, what I, I would say probably two or three times a week. 
Okay. And, and I was going to suggest a closed system. If you put some kind of container over the top of it, a plastic container. Or, or a plastic bag. Right. You yeah. can keep the humidity up so those leaves can get some type of moisture while it's developing its roots. And would you have to put some air holes in there to not keep it too moist? Will it, will it, rot, will it rot if it has too much moisture in there? It, it could. It, it could, but the thing about perlite is that there's enough air circulation, I think, in the perlite itself because it's so loose that it's it's really It'll not still a, be it's, okay. It's not, I, I don't think it's a problem. And all of my broodings, when I do cuttings, I don't do it in full sun. I give it filtered light or shade. I'll bet your cuttings that you put in those little mini greenhouses would be would take better and have a higher success rate if I didn't put stuff on top of the little mini that would help a lot is that, is that true? yeah yeah that 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 helps <laughs> is that a what lot. those are back there yeah, yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll sorry about that i'll work on that yeah so does that, that answer your question kathy uh, thank you very much for your help have a blessed day thank Bye. you you too take care uh, some of yeah. your bat leafed bat wing Passion flower that is a really neat little flower i saw some blooming oh, last week yeah, they're, it, it, it is a really neat plant. I need to, I actually need to transplant a bunch of those into gallons and get them Yeah, we get need to going. get them going. They're gorgeous. The, the, ones, the ones that I didn't croak by the, putting yeah, stuff the ones that the you didn't. The ones you managed not to kill. I'm, yeah. I'm here to help. Yeah. Hey, we're going to sign off in a second. I want you to say happy birthday to Capri. Oh, do you want to say I that? I do. Okay, yes. well, go ahead. She actually she actually is awake and listening. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. I wouldn't be. Uh, how, old, how old is she? Oh, wait a minute. No, Sorry. No, never, never mind. That filter. I, I frequently yeah. forget the filter. Yeah. I thought by putting this over the microphone that it would filter out the inappropriate not comments or questions. It still came through. No, okay. I'll try better next. I'll try harder next time. You've been listening to Garden Talk here on The Answer San Diego and K-Praise. We're going to be back with another hour next Saturday morning at 6 o'clock. We hope you'll join us. Have a great weekend, everybody. Thanks for joining us on Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery, your source for gardening, landscaping, and horticulture news. Still have a question for the Garden Talk crew or want to learn more about the show, how to become a guest or sponsor? Send an email to askanexpert at walteranderson.com. That's askanexpert at walteranderson.com or visit walteranderson.com. There's more professional gardening advice next week at this same time on Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. This program is sponsored by Walter Anderson Nursery.